from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I do think over the uh, over the commercial break, I, I solved the Atlantic Coast Conference's money issues. Oh, you did? Yes. Talk to me. Uh, Anthony Davis could just give him the money. Mm. Anthony Davis, Lakers star, has agreed on a three-year, $186 million extension. I'm sorry. What, one more time there? Three years, $186 million. I'm I'm not great at math, but I can divide by three. $62 million per year. Bruh. That is six Saquon Barkleys per year. Because he's making $10 million this year and he's not happy about it. Yeah. Uh, that is... Going to tie him to the Lakers through 2028 uh, for a total of 270 million plus. So yeah, the ACC could just you know get a direct line to Anthony Davis and say, "Hey, we have 14 teams. We're looking for like five million each. You'd still have, if I'm doing the math here, right? About half that money. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you still have 92. Gives yeah. the league 90. You're doing all right. Doing fine." And then you could you could have the goodwill of everyone in every ACC market. Just ask Anthony Davis for it. Works for me. All right, let's get to Ron Rivera. We may come back to that later in the show, but that is the news. Anthony Davis uh, now owns the richest annual extension in NBA history after signing a three-year, $186 million extension, $62 million per year, to stay with the Lakers. That's just stupid money. What do you? Uh, there's a lot of questions there, but let's move on. Uh, we'll come back to it once the questions. What does that do for LeBron? Do you think they asked LeBron if it was? It, never mind. What does it do for Bronny? Never mind. Austin Reeves. Never mind. Ron Rivera. Let's start there. Ron Rivera told us not to sleep on Jacoby Brissett. It sounded like this. Right now, this is all the growth and development opportunity. This is a chance to learn the base fundamentals of our offense, and, and he's been doing it since OTAs and minicamp. Now we're in training camp. You know, we're in our what, our, our eighth day now. So all these things are, are are coming together. What you really need to look for is when we get on the field. You know, when when we do game plan, when we do prepare. I know it's just preseason games, but those are going to be uh, paramount to, to to telling everybody where he is, what's his growth. And at the same time, as, as I've said a couple, don't sleep on, on on Jacoby. He's done a nice job as well. I mean, we got some really good uh, quarterback uh, play going on right now. We've got a real good quarterback room. We're very happy with what we've got right now. What does that mean, Ron? Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on Jacoby. Why not, Ron? Why should we not sleep on the obvious backup quarterback? And why wouldn't you give 100% of your support to the young starter about to embark on a very, very difficult journey? Mm -hmm. I would argue, and, and, and I think many would argue, that playing quarterback in the NFL is one of the hardest things in sports. And Sam Howell is about to do that, and he needs your full support. Yes. He needs full confidence. One of the things I say about quarterback is that quarterback is a confidence position. And what I mean by that is uh, if you hesitate, like if, if there's one iota of if I make a mistake here, they're going to put Jacoby in, that's a hesitation thought. And you can't have them. 
That's the difference between right the 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 Al Pacino and any given Sunday. Life's a game of inches, gentlemen. That's the inch. The six inches in front of your face. It's about the six inches in front of your face. One half step too fast, too. You don't quite get it. Mm-hmm. One half step too early, too late. You don't quite catch it. You can go on and on. A hundred percent of your support needs to go to Sam Howell. And the funny part is, a hundred percent of your actions are. He's taking all the starters' reps. He's giving all of the media availabilities that you normally give to your starting quarterback. He's the starter when other players are talking about the quarterbacks. They're talking about Sam Howell. They're talking about the relationship between Terry McLaurin and Sam Howell. He's being treated as the starter, except for Ron Rivera just told us not to sleep on Jacoby. And here's the thing about Jacoby Brissett, and and state fans, you know this, right? He's very good. He's, I would say, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. No shame in that. He's experienced. He's played in a bunch of different systems. He's played with a bunch of different teammates. He's well-liked. Seems Everyone I know that's interacted with him said he's a very nice guy. State fans are a little upset with him because he did say that he's a North Carolina basketball fan recently on a golf podcast. Mm -hmm. But, hey, nobody's perfect. He's high-priced for a backup quarterback. He's making more money than Sam Howell. And for all of those reasons, everything I just said, you have to make it clear that he is not the guy. Because all of those reasons are why Sam Howell would be like, "Mm, you know, maybe. Maybe they do like him more. Any hint that he might be in a legitimate competition with Sam Howell is putting a hint, a hesitation in Sam Howell's mind. And you can be all in on Sam Howell. Uh, the Tar Heel fans, I'm sure you are. Right? You can be all in on his ability to lead a team. You can be all in on his ability to make every throw, his mobility. You can be all in on all of that and also recognize that there's no reason for the coach to be putting this out into the universe. He's our, here's part of the reason why I could never be a coach. Because do you know what's the smart thing, the right thing, the, the best thing for the team, for Ron Rivera to do? You say, Sam Howell is my guy. Sam Howell is, is he's our quarterback. Right, you get up there like uh, Terrell Owens. <laughs> That's my quarterback. That's my teammate. You do that right up until you absolutely have to bench him, right? And I'm not saying you will one day, but I'm saying if you have to bench him, you don't hint at that along the way, right? You don't. Oh, if he has two rough days, you don't go. Hey, if he keeps playing like this, you know, we may have to consider some changes because that makes it more likely he's going to continue to play poorly. You feed him that confidence, you feed him that confidence, you feed him that confidence until the moment you have to take him out of there. Because that's the only way he's going to turn around if he's not playing well. That's the only way he's going to play well if he hasn't played yet. Jacoby Brissett has a lot going for him. I really like Jacoby Brissett. For all of those reasons, you have to make it obvious that he doesn't have to worry about Jacoby Brissett. Right, you've you've seen the the memes or the I, I think it's a meme. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where my feel really old when you have to say I think it's a meme. The whole thing where it's like the guy and the guy your girl told you not to worry about, right? And it's usually the guy who your girl told you not to worry about, some like very good looking individual. Mm-hmm. 
Like, if Jacoby Brissett is the guy that coach is telling you not to worry about, you have to tell him every day, don't worry about him, right? Or or else the, the intrusive thoughts are going to get going. Oh, coach did say not to not to sleep on Jacoby. I guess that means if I, if I don't play well, that Jacoby's going to get it. I guess that – and then all the uh, interceptions. Don't sleep on Jacoby Brissett. He's a backup quarterback. And if you wanted to make him the starter, you could have made him the starter, but that's not what you're doing. That's not what the the actions that you've 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 done have said. Cause I'm like I'm fine with with legitimate quarterback competitions. If you don't know who your quarterback is, I will say have the competition until you're sure. But the moment you're sure, the moment you make that decision, all in on that quarterback. And don't mess around with it either. No, like, don't drag it on. Don't say, well, you know, I want to give this guy one more chance. The moment you know, and and it's one of those things where, like, you know when you know. The moment you know, make the decision all in on that quarterback. Tampa Bay, we talked about their quarterback competition. It's very obviously a competition, right? Their coaching staff doesn't know if it's Baker or Trask. But the moment they do, all in. Don't go, hey, you know, we're going to go with Trask, but don't sleep on Baker. Hey, we're going to go with Baker, but don't sleep on Trask because then the whoever's the starter knows they have a loose hold on that job. And in a confidence position like quarterback, even if you have a loose hold on the job, the coach has to make you believe you have a firm grip. That's kind of his job, the coach's job, Ron Rivera's job, which he's doing the exact opposite by saying don't sleep on Jacoby. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. I want to let you all know that uh, we we did have a a service. Uh, uh, there was a eulogy put together for the Pac-12 earlier today, uh, and you can catch that on our our YouTube page at ninety nine point nine The Fan in its entirety. Um, the Pac-12. If you missed the news, there's actually a lot of breaking news today. Uh, the 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 news is Washington and Oregon are joining the Big Ten, and it seems to be now a. a Wait and see game for Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, perhaps to the Big 12. Um, there's been breaking news in the form of uh, Anthony Davis getting paid every which way. Uh, and when I say every which way, I mean all of them. Uh, it is a three-year, $186 million max extension with the Lakers for Anthony Davis. Um, I feel like no one no one even knew he was, he was looking for more money. It just kind of popped up. Like he and the Lakers just called each other up and said, hey, $62 million per year, good for an extension? Sure. All right. So they locked up one of the top 75 players in NBA history, according to the NBA, all the way up through 2028 now for a total, uh, when you include the rest of his current contract, for $270 million plus. Better play well. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I have so many questions when it comes to that. Uh, but here's the first question. They're tying him through 2028. Dennis, I'll ask you. Okay. When does the first trade request come? 
What, what day is it? Oh, that soon. It's Friday, August 4th. By the end of the month? <laughs> I give it till uh, Christmas. Okay. Uh, because as far as I know, there's only one other uh, contract that has been signed with any years on it making six. Oh, no, because uh, Jalen Brown did it now also. Uh, but Damian Lillard has a contract that's eventually going to pay. There's going to be a year, not on average, but there's going to be a year where he's making over $60 million, and uh, he's been in the news all over the place for his uh, trade demands. So Lakers re-recruit Anthony Davis every day unless you, you want him to demand a trade. It's kind of like a transfer portal-like, right? Just because you get a player on campus doesn't mean he's going to stay on campus all four years. So every day you better be re-recruiting, right? Yeah. It's it's not a situation like it used to be where as soon as you get that letter of intent signed, you had them handcuffed to your, your program for four or five years, um, at least till they graduated. It's it's now a re-recruiting situation. So you may think pledging $62 million per year to Anthony Davis uh, keeps him with your, your, your program, but that is not the case at all. You know, it's something we hear a lot of college coaches talk about having to re-recruit their players. Mm-hmm. And it's something that in pro sports, in some situations, that's yeah, you kind of have to do the same thing. Especially give, the NBA. Give people re- especially the NBA. Yep. Got to give guys a reason to stay. And and uh, yeah, you got to give them a reason to stay. Uh, I would argue beyond the contract. I would argue re-recruiting should be like a, a rebranding of the term re-recruiting would just be uh, running an organization that your players find valuable. Employee retention. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know. In business, you can have everyone sign like a like an iron locked up airtight non compete, where they like if they leave they can't work ever again. Uh, or you could just make your place the best in the industry to work, so everybody wants to work there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you could call that re recruiting, or you could call that running an awesome workplace that's very productive. Maybe that's what happened to the Pac twelve. They weren't able to. They were. Re, they, they were. They had to re-recruit their their schools, which they weren't able to do. Which, by the way, we actually have a statement now. It's actually just dropped from Washington State President Kirk Schultz, as well as uh, Director of Athletics Pat Chun. Uh, it's a, a statement that they put out saying, "Quote: We are disappointed with the recent decisions by some of our Pac-12 peers. While we had hoped that our membership would remain together, this outcome." was always a possibility and we have been working diligently to determine what is next for Washington State Athletics. We've prepared for numerous numerous scenarios including our current situation with exceptional student athletes, a strong Cougar tradition and incredible support from our fans, donors and alumni. We will chart the best path forward together. Do you know what that sounds like to me? What's that? We don't know. We don't have a plan. We don't have a plan. <laughs> the plan is The plan is to panic. make a plan. And then we're going to try to execute a plan once we make the plan. It's like the uh, the fire drill from the office. <laughs> That's kind of what this is. It's like that, but it's also to use another sitcom. Uh, and this is one that, I don't know, I probably saw it 10 years ago, but it's, it's stuck in my head where um, it's a Friends episode. Yeah, that's right. First Friends reference in the drive oh, with okay. Tim Donnelly history. My girlfriend approves. Uh, <laughs> that tracks. Uh where, I don't know, they're like going out to dinner or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Joey says, I think we need to decide what to get for dinner. And then somebody else suggests like uh, Chinese or something. Uh, and this might not be the exact scenario, but the punchline is still the punchline. And uh, they go like, whoever said Chinese is like, hey, great job. Way to come up with the, the plan. 
And and Joey goes, I came up with the plan. They're like, no, you didn't. He's like, I'm the one that said we should choose where to go. That was my plan. He just executed my plan. It's kind of like that, where it's they're like, we're going to uh, figure out which way, uh, which way is best for Washington State. That's the plan. The plan is to figure out what's best. It's like, that's not a plan. That's that's you're figuring out the plan. Yeah, the plan is to figure out the plan. That's and then once is. we have the plan, we're gonna plan to execute plan, uh, planning. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crystal ball swing at what's gonna happen for Washington State. Mm-hmm. But this is it could be Oregon State, it could be Stanford, it could be Cal. Uh, so Washington and Oregon, see ya. Right? They're they're on the way to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I believe. Any minute now could be tomorrow. Who knows? Could be Monday. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah will be on the way to the Big 12. So they'll be following Colorado to the Big 12. Um, Then that's going to leave, I believe, Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal. They are going to look around and take the six best schools that they can get, which would be the six best schools, from the Mountain West, and they are going to walk around in a Pac-12 costume. They're still going <laughs> to call themselves the Pac-12. It won't be the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 to me is USC, UCLA, Oregon. What like that is the Pac-12. That's the essence of the Pac-12. Uh, but they're going to walk around with Pac-12 jerseys or patches on their jersey uh, for the simple reason of they're going to try to keep their automatic bid into an expanded playoff. They're going to try to keep whatever media deal that Apple could possibly leave on the table for what remains of the Pac-12. They're going to try to use the Pac-12 name to keep, like, as close to full Power 5 status as they can. Yeah. But it's basically going to be the Mountain West with a couple of lower-tier Pac-12 teams. And I feel for Stanford, because Stanford I never looked at as a a lower-tier Pac-12 team. I always looked at them as a full-tier Pac-12 team or Pac-10 team. But I do think they've stepped back in their commitment to football. Right? It doesn't feel like they're, I don't know, as invested as a school. So maybe they are. I, I could see actually. I could see Stanford going independent. I could see them going independent and trying to, you know, s- straddle the line between like a West Coast Ivy League and someone that cares about sports. Um, and then they would they would their schedule would be you know I don't know, the service academies. Yeah. Oof. That's the thing. Where does where does their funding come from then? If they're not getting any sort of, they would have to media. set up their own media deal. They would have to sell their 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 games a la carte. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. It's amazing because believe it or not, Stanford. I know their football program isn't great, but you look at from oh, top to bottom, else. it's one of the best athletic departments in the entire country, and they're just kind of left, kind of floating out on their own. It's but, it's amazing how just again football is just driving this. We actually have. Uh, I pulled this soundbite for us, Tim. This is actually Deion Sanders talking about realignment. He says what we're all saying. It's all about the Benjamins. Man, I don't care nothing about no different teams moving. We're trying to win, man. I don't care what we play. I don't care what conference, who we're playing against. We're trying to win. All this is about money. You know that. It's about a bag. Everybody's chasing a bag. Then you get mad at the players when they chase it. How's that? How do the grown-ups get mad at the players when they chasing it when the colleges are chasing it? That's exactly what I was yeah, saying earlier. That's exactly Literally, what you me said and Dion. We have so many similarities, me and Dion. Uh, Forty times, and our thoughts on uh, on <laughs> the the name, image, and likeness transfer portal and and college realignment. But this is what I'm talking about when it's when when I say Stanford is in a different place. Um, Florida State is complaining about money, right? Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because Dion is 
he could be the coach at Florida State if if things break a certain way. Uh, obviously, his his alma mater. Um, schools have these endowments, right, which are just giants amounts of money that they have stored away. Um, Florida State on their their foundation.fsu.edu uh, website says that their foundation, a nonprofit corporation, today manages an endowment of seven hundred and three million dollars. Seven hundred and three. Stanford's thirty seven point eight billion dollars. So Stanford has the freedom to do a few more things than uh, than than Florida State by simple virtue of they. Uh, they have almost forty billion dollars in the bank, and I'm assuming that's invested somehow, right? That's the turning out cash in some way. But but certain schools just have these these massive uh, financial endowments, and that gives them, I mean, at the very least, some kind of a safety net if they want to take a few more chances. So maybe Stanford could go independent, and they they have some cash to lean on while it while it happens. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. As I said earlier, we're, we're connecting with our guy, Jordan Martinuk, Carolina Hurricanes forward, also has a Marty party coming to Bowstring Brewery September 9th. We'll talk to him about all of that, uh, but he joins us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline right now. Uh, Jordan, thank you very much for for jumping on the phone with us. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about your off season. How, how does it feel playing a full eighty two games and then getting to actually train in the off season and, and kind of work on your game rather than so much effort on rehab and and, and getting healthy? Yeah, no, it's it definitely no. It feels uh, feels great. It's uh, it definitely feels like it's going by quick, but obviously the way the way it ended you kind of want to just get right back to it and um yeah i know it's been good good training i got away with my wife for a little bit and, um yeah so just kind of in the thick of it right now and decided to potty train our daughter list our house and build a new one this, this summer so we're we're uh we're busy busy summer i mean you need to be healthy for the for the the potty training element right there's a lot of quick running around oh yeah yeah she's definitely keeping us on our toes uh jordan martin of carolina hurricanes forward connecting with us here going into his 10th year in the nhl his sixth with the canes uh a couple of new teammates coming your way bunting orlov uh and then an old teammate coming back d'angelo uh what do you think about the new additions and the, and the moves this offseason as far as helping your team you know you said you want to get right back to it get that taste out of your mouth and, and get over the hump this time yeah, I, I'll just talk about uh, Orlov just because I felt like we've seen him for so many years when he was <laughs> with Washington and um, just the way he skates and um, can really dictate the game by the way he can skate and handle the puck. And um, I think he just adds another, another un, like our D, our D course, pretty phenomenal. You add another another guy that can do what he does, it's, uh, it's going to just make him even more special than they already are. And, um, as for Bunce, he, he, you see what he does. He kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder and um, is 
not afraid to get to the dirty areas and he forward checks. So um, he's, he's going to fit our team. Perfect. He's, he's kind of, uh, he's got the hurricane kind of type personality already built into him. So it won't be hard bringing him to the fold. And then obviously having Tony coming back, um, hopefully to help our power play. And um, he was, he was a great, he was a great addition in the room. He had a lot of uh, everybody was, Love being around them, so um, it'll be good to get to get Tony back in the mix too. It's funny you bring up that that uh, Bunting kind of had the like the the canes on him already when he showed up because he's he's that physical style of player. Uh, your system and your your culture does kind of lend itself to that. Can you tell as soon as you're, you you see someone on the ice whether they're like that that they would fit or not because uh, your games are are so you know, uh, like blue collar, but also effective. Like how quickly do you know if someone's going to fit in with that style? Um, oh, you can definitely watch other guys around the league and, you know, you can see if they play hard and you kind of look at where Bunce has been the last couple of years. He's been playing with Matthews and Marner and Nylander, and he's kind of been the engine on those lines. And, um, he's the guy that goes and gets all the pucks back. And, um, the difference, I don't, I guess I shouldn't say those, the guys, that I just said, don't do it. But uh, the difference between that our team is you're, we're demand everybody's demanded to do that. So it doesn't matter if you're Ajo or me or stall, it doesn't matter. You're, everybody plays the exact same way. And um, it's usually, usually a carbon copy after one, one line goes over the board, the next line's coming and doing the exact same thing. So um, from watching him from afar and seeing his game, I think he's, uh, he's obviously going to fit in very well with us. Canes forward Jordan Martinuk joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Uh, you brought up Stahl there a, a little bit. What are your thoughts on uh, both Stahl and Foss being back, skating again, possibly you know on your line and sharing a line with those guys? Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I don't know how it'll all shake out in camp. I, I obviously hope that it's back with those two. Um, we uh, we had a pretty pretty good year together and um, definitely happy to happy to have both those guys back. Obviously, your captain. You never, I never ever thought that he was going to go anywhere. Quickie, it was a little more touch and go, but um, so happy to have both those guys back. And um, if if he Roddy wants to keep us three together, I'll be more than happy to to run that line back because I felt like we we're pretty effective last year. Another one of your longtime teammates, just to kind of run through all the the, the biggest stories of the off season. Uh, seventy eight million eight years for for Seabass, locking him up long term. You've you've been in the the you know been on the team with him, watching the entire development of, of his young career. Uh, what has that development been like over the last five years into turning now into a, a you know an almost eighty million dollar player? Well, I think from the moment I got here, you could see that he was he was starting to take over as the I, the leader of the team skill wise and. Um, just to see every every year that we've been in the playoffs, he's been our top playoff performer, and he's just a gamer. He works his tail off, and um, it's just somebody that when you have an opportunity to lock up your your star player, then and you can do it for that, then you're going to do it because um, I I think Fishy's worth that and probably more just because of what he does. He plays every situation. He's he uh, he basically he if. Jordo is the Jordo Roddy will say is typical hurricane. It's probably Jordan Stahl, but um, Aho with his competitiveness and everything that goes along with him, he's right there. If you're talking about 
your, your prototypical hurricane player. It's between those two are kind of battling it out, and you throw Svetch in there, you're you're set up pretty good here for for a while. So, Canes fans should be pretty happy that they got him for another, I guess, nine years now. Uh, and and then kind of the, one of the last elements of the offseason I want to talk to you about, right? All all of this is happening, uh, and and fans, you're going into your your final year. They want to see that pen to paper. Uh, how itchy are you to to maybe lock up your place in in this uh, this little run that that the Canes are on? Yeah, I honestly, I would. Um, I wanted Carolina has kind of become my second home. It's where my kids were born. It's um obviously we've had quite a bit of success here and um i know the team i know the coach it's some it's a place that i want to be and um if that happens then i'm going to be happy more than more than happy with it um it's just we yeah we had there hasn't been much much talk about it yet but that, that can obviously change i'm i want to be a hurricane for the rest of my career and if we can make that happen then i think both sides will be pretty happy I, I and put the third side. I think the fans would be pretty happy about that one uh, as as well. Uh, how about the trade rumors, right? Uh, Pesci's name being thrown around a ton. Teravine and uh, Shea's name pop up from time to time. Uh, as a guy that's played with them, had success with them, and and looking to finish the job this year, how do you react when teammates, um, especially with such a close knit culture and locker room, you hear those those sort of things? If you hear those sort of things, yeah, I don't, I. I feel like you kind of take those, take them and leave them, I guess. Like you, you, a lot of the rumors, you don't know where they're coming from or stuff like that. And, um, obviously, like Pesh has had a busy, busy summer. He got married. Um, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him much about it. Last time I talked to him, he was like, oh, I haven't heard anything. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you just you – just, it, it, the thing is, is we all know that this is a business and if something happens, it's going to happen. And obviously you want to, we felt like we were so close and if we maybe had Svetch or Patch, then we could have maybe got over that hump. But um, we know that we're right there. We've been there for a while. It's just kind of, we, this, it would be, it, it would definitely suck if one of our guys leaves and then all, and then we do win without them because I felt like, I feel like there's kind of been a core group here for, for the most of the time that I've been here that I would, I would love to, to win it with if we had the opportunity to do it. Is it, is it just that? Cause right. You look at the last four years, first round, second round, second round conference finals. You're, you're, you're as a team, obviously learning what it takes to get one step further as, as it, as it happens uh, to get over that hump. Is it just, you know, Hey, if Svetch stays, stays healthy, that's, that's it or is there something else you've learned or something else you're looking to to level up in to to you know take that next logical step and, and that would be the stanley cup finals yeah i uh you it's definitely if you add fetch to that lineup it definitely helps so um obviously losing him, not having him and if if patch would have been healthy then you have another like you're you're taking basically 70 goals out of your lineup with those two guys um it, that that definitely it's it's hard to replace, but uh, it, you got to get lucky in the playoffs. As you as you've seen, you got to have per- performances that kind of stand out. You look at Brofsky against us; like he was he was incredible, and you tip your cap to him. And um, they, there's just you got, and and the thing is, nobody talks about how good our goalies were. They were one goal games, but just since they got on the better side of it, then obviously you talk about Brofsky, and he was phenomenal. And um, yeah, it's just you got to get a little lucky. You got to kind of get a bounce here or there, and 
um, and obviously hopefully have your full lineup when, when it comes around. Jordan Martin, Carolina Hurricanes forward, joining us here. He has the Marty Party coming up September 9th at Bowstring Brewery. Get a chance to hang out with, with him, support his charity, with select proceeds going to a doorway to hope. Uh, let's talk about the, the beer first. Uh, what's the review of Marty Party, and, and how did you get R&D Brewing to make you your own brew? Um, we just kind of went to them with the idea of doing, uh, I guess, like this this party and um, said, would they be interested in doing a beer for it? And they were all, they were on board. And um, Yeah, it's going to be an easy drinking kind of Mexican lager. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just I know it's still hot in Raleigh in September. I want people to be able to come drink about five, six, maybe ten of these things and <laughs> uh, have have some pro, uh, have some money go to a doorway to hope i i mc the charity event the week after so that'd be uh it'd be cool to to bring a nice check and and uh hand it over to to them when i'm emceeing the event is that kind of your style is that your drink of choice when you're in the new house that's being built i assume there's going to be like some kind of bar back deck or something are you, are you throwing back a little uh light mexican lager well if it's hot out you i i like a beer with a lime in there and uh, yeah, I, Corona or Dasakis. Uh, that's uh, any any light beer with uh, you throw a lime in it. I'm that's that's my uh, I like that and sun's out and it's just easy to drink and that's kind of the way the way I roll. <laughs> For the uh, the the R and D fans, the R and D brewing fans out there, uh, is it is it similar? What's the comparison to the Riviera? Um, I I honestly I we this kind of came about right after playoffs and i mm. came back to canada so i haven't tasted it yet i kind of gave what i wanted it to taste like so um i'm i have yet to taste it so we'll we'll see when i get back to raleigh i'll start i'll get in there and taste it and um by i i'm sure r&d is going to nail it on the head with kind of the the specs i gave them and um, their beer master will be, it'll be dialed in. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to try it too for the first time. All right. Well, when you get back in, we'll have to, we'll have to have you in here and share a couple. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Jordan, we appreciate you for stopping by. Good luck with the event and, and, uh, we'll keep passing people that way. Sounds like a great cause. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks guys. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. 